on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. That's Take 12 right. Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. <laughs> Moo, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) My grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Lay your burden down, Tony. Tony, Tony, and just in case you didn't hear me, I said. (laughs) You take me back to the conversation about the cows and no bottom teeth or top teeth or whatever. Yeah, what what was that thing we did with the cows? <laughs> Mark no, remembers that one. Do you remember that? Cows uh, have no bottom teeth or top teeth. Not exactly. I, think it was I, top teeth. I don't uh, remember. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery <laughs> Radio Show, everyone. <laughs> Evidently, Tony's here. <laughs> I had my Cocoa Puffs this morning. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Denver's here. Morning. Mars here. Yes. Morning. And recovery comedian all the way from, um, what? Wow, you lost that. 40 <laughs> minutes? About 40 minutes away? A little more than that. A little 45 <laughs> minutes? An hour? About an hour, yeah. Yeah, Mike Lindsay's in the house with us. Hello, and, hello. Hey, Mike, and he's going to be sharing uh, his experience, strength, and hope, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today, and a whole lot more um, that all has to do with unloadedcomedy.com. UnloadedComedy.com. Should I say it one more time? <laughs> Should I? UnloadedComedy.com. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't used the sound effects in a while. Listen, life is too short to be glum, right? Right, Marv? Really? Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask Denver. So Mike is our, our guest in the studio. He's actually live in the studio. I don't know if, what you compare it to being dead in the studio, I suppose, <laughs> right? Uh, but he is live in the studio with us right now. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, having me. It, it, it's, it's good to have you here. I'm, I'm really glad you took the time to come down. You're a busy man. We're going to be talking about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, Tony, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Despite of what I'm going through, I'm actually in a really great mood. The landlord is coming to inspect your home again. Well, they're friends. Yeah. They're friends? Yeah, wooden beer. <laughs> wow. 
that's a property management place. Yeah. But yeah, he looks Stop like a right there. Uh oh, it's time to man's weekly wine. It's the cleaning baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. No, you're fine. Go ahead. So you're, you're getting the place cleaned up. Yeah. To get well, in. I mean, it was already clean, but yeah. super clean. Okay. Well, so, good. Yeah, I got to vacuum and scrub rugs all day. Yeah, okay. That's because you're compulsive about it. Mm-hmm. Well, the weekly wine, boy. You I'm know, excited. you know, You guys know I have no problem throwing people under the bus. <laughs> no. Um. Some people that may have more integrity integrity than I do might say, well, I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm <laughs> definitely going to mention names. So uh, we know that, that Colin, our youngest boy, got, got married here just a week ago. Um, and so in the process of your child getting married, when you are a parent, there is often formal wear to be rented. Oh, God. Enter the Natty Dresser, <gasps> Albany, Oregon. Probably the friendliest, kindest, most jovial people I've ever met in a retail business. But the worst customer service ever. It was just a nightmare. So so I go in. We went in a month in advance just to make sure that we would have no issues, right? Because whenever you rent a tux... There always seems to be issues. And so went in a month early, got fitted for this thing, uh, which was way overpriced anyway. But, you know, it's your kid's wedding, right? So um, went in, got fitted for this thing, went in, um, called. They were supposed to call us on this one particular Monday. No call. The next Monday, no call. So I called them on a Tuesday and they said, well, we're not open on Monday. But on the receipt, it says, we'll call on Monday. Well, who wrote that? I go, well, your guy that fitted me. Well, that was incorrect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Evidently. Uh, and so anyway, so uh, they said, well, we'll call you when it comes. Don't worry. We'll call you. We'll call you. They never did call. Went down there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it was there. Right. Now, check this out. Okay. Now, so oh, this they, is now two uh, weeks before the wedding. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So this thing is like literally almost a foot short in the sleeves. Oh, my God. It's all the way up to my elbow. <laughs> the pants are another foot too short. I mean, it, it, I look like something from a, a Barbara Streisand <laughs> musical. Big guy like, in a little city. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> They're, they're going, oh, my, this measurements aren't correct. I'm like, oh do you tell, I could not even, I, forget trying to button the top button. I couldn't even t- button the one below that. I mean, it was just crazy. So I said, no problem. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. I said, when will you take care of it? Monday. <laughs> Monday. Monday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're going to take care of it. So we're going to call you tomorrow. Uh, we'll call you tomorrow. No, no, she will call you in a couple of days. I said, okay, that's enough time. So they didn't call. Uh, so I just, I went down there, right? Oh, yeah, we have it ready. They were getting ready to call you. <laughs> Next Monday. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I try it on, still too short. Oh, my God. Pants too short. Now, the shoes, Mike, yeah. evidently, they said, they say, I love this. Well, it's the style. 
<laughs> right? Okay. The shoes were like clown shoes. They were literally five inches from my toe wow. long. I, I am not kidding you. They were they were like wearing those those fairy tale shoes with the curl up on the end, like Aladdin would wear, you know, kind of thing. But they didn't curl on the end. But that's how long they were. And their answer to me was, "Well, that's the style now." <laughs> where never in Never Neverland? I mean, um, wh- where where is that stuff? <laughs> and they're made out of plastic. Oh my god! <laughs> Comfy. You know, you know those fake Santa shoes that aren't really shoes when you're in a Santa outfit. That's what they reminded me of. They were this hard plastic thing. So anyway, I said, "Okay, we'll fix it. We'll take care of you. <clears throat> we'll call you tomorrow." <laughs> right? So they did call. Oh, yeah, and um, we lost the jacket. So they had to reorder the jacket. When will the jacket be in? On Monday. But you're closed on Monday. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anyway, when it finally all got straightened out, the day before the wedding, <gasps> right, Cameron and I go down there, my oldest boy, to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. They've lost to, it. To beat them up. They <laughs> lost the whole thing. They couldn't find it. The day before the wedding? Yes. You look so calm at the wedding, too. Well, they found it <laughs> at gunpoint. But I'm like, I'm like what? you got to be kidding me. But they were so nice. They were. They were just so nice. Oh, they were just. <laughs> anyway, it took them 20 minutes. They couldn't find the suit. And they finally found the suit. The Natty Dresser. I am telling you. Burn them down. <laughs> Without don't, hesitation. Don't, don't go to the Natty Dresser. So anyway, so my tux, I'm, I, I'm renting for the, the Teen Challenge Spring gala. It's the same touch. I went no, I went oh. to Salem. I went to Salem to Mr. Formal and yeah. got that taken care of and that's already been taken care of. So uh there you go. go There's my oh. wine. What a journey, huh? Aren't you glad you don't have to wear a tux, Marv? I'm really glad. Aren't you? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So of course, as tradition would would you know, demand here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. If we got a wine, we got to do one of these, right? A weekly win. And may I just say... <laughs> the weekly win for this, uh, for this episode, Marsh and I on Sunday celebrated 29 years of marriage. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Marsha. She is an amazing, amazing lady. And, uh, all right, shut up. Everybody <laughs> shut up. Stop. Uh, it, it's, it's been an amazing 29 years. It hasn't been without its ups and downs, but between each other, there really hasn't been. Well, there was, there were those, I was about that, to say. There were those every 30-day relapses, but we don't count those. Marcia's side of the story. <laughs> um, so, you know, being married to my best friend and um, just having the relationship that we've had over the 29 years is absolutely a win. And we went and saw um, Will Smith as the genie in Aladdin. Oh, I heard that was good. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I've heard nothing Absolutely but good things about it. Absolutely amazing. 
Um, I'd see it again and again and again. So that was really cool. So that's the win. All right. There you go. <laughs> congratulations. Marty. Thank you very much. Yes, congratulations to you. Yeah, and so to my oldest son, Cameron, and to my youngest son, Colin, when your parents have an anniversary, buy a card! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> They're 50 cents for two of them at the dollar store. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our guest, Mr. Mike Lindsay, recovery comedian, unloadedcomedy.com is the website. Make a note of it. We'll be back here in just a minute after this important message. Don't go away. Hey there, it's the Monty Man. Did you know that Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are listener supported? What that means is we don't receive any financial assistance from advertising products or services that have nothing to do with health or recovery, but are supported by you, our listeners. Any other promotions we commit to are purely our way of sponsoring other endeavors we feel are beneficial to the recovery community. Well, one thing we have learned all too well in our second decade of broadcasting is that we receive not because we ask not. Therefore, three times a year, we come to you, our listeners, for help. Because we are listener-supported, we depend on your donations to keep us on the air. Our listening audience has helped us to do just that. And once again, we are asking for your support. If you feel that Take 12 Recovery Radio is a valuable part of breaking the stigma of addiction and a resource of recovery from the world's number one health crisis, we ask that you consider becoming a Take 12 partner. To donate any amount or to sign up for a reoccurring monthly donation simply visit our website at take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the donate button all proceeds go directly to pay for our expenses to continue to bring you the best in recovery talk and positive music won't you consider partnership today thank you and god bless Hey guys, this is Richie Supa, and you are listening to Take12Radio.com, recovery talk and positive music. And welcome back to the show. And by the way, we do have a GoFundMe page. If you go to Take12Radio.com and click on the link. Uh, you can also donate there. And I just want to give a shout-out to um, – we've had about four people mm-hmm. step up to the plate and, and donate. We are uh, – we're in the process. We need to raise $3,000 by the end of the month uh, to make our expenses – of the, our big expenses for the year. And we're about halfway there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of that uh, credit goes to Roger McDermott for reaching out to some of his friends. Um, and we'll have a we'll have a list of those people. And make sure they get credit for that mm-hmm. when we come uh, to the end of this month in June. To thank all you guys for that as well. Listen, life is too short to be a glum lot. We often uh, brag about the fact that we're not a glum lot as we do a weekly whine and complain <laughs> about life in general. 
Um, but the deal of it is um, laughter is an amazing medicine. Well, Mike Lindsay, who's in the studio with us uh, today, was born and raised in a small town in the middle of Oregon's Willamette Valley, just right up the road here, actually. And uh, Mike, by the way, you were an only child? Yes. And adopted? Good. Yep. Me too. Oh, Yeah, awesome. so we have that in common. Cool. Um, Mike grew up finding creative ways to entertain himself. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> often, often feeling like an outsider growing up, uh, humor and comedy became a tool often used to help him fit in. But in high school, the new coping skill became alcohol and narcotics. Uh, these new addictions became embedded in Mike's life and a breeding ground for many more addictive and destructive behaviors. But, Tony, mm -hmm. but today, Mike celebrates over two years clean and sober. Oh, it's today? Actually, that's an older article. That's so an older article. So how long okay. is it? Four years and nine months on June. Oh, wow. June Four years and he nine months. He doubled it. Congratulations. He did that in just, just uh, what, a week? Because he sent me this week. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Well, during his early days of recovery, he decided to pursue a lifelong goal of becoming a stand-up comedian. He is now the proud founder and producer of Unloaded Comedy. And uh, you need to go to the website. It is very well done, unloadedcomedy.com. Uh, the tagline is Laugh Yourself Clean, with the vision of bringing levity to the difficult challenges recovering addicts face every single day and uh we are all folks in recovery so we get it welcome mike to the show thank you thank you for having me yeah so what was going on this before we talk about this whole comedy thing right you were an only child you were adopted you were a preacher's kid yeah yeah uh, i was a christian before i ever stuck a needle in my arm I'm left-handed, too. If I would have had red hair, I would have killed myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> we would have all came together. Yeah. So you were raised kind of in the church and stuff. Some people are going, because we have a lot of faith-based people listening mm. to this show. They're going, well, what's up with that? Right? Yeah. What was up with that? I, you know, there's always that stigma around preacher's kids, you know. I think, uh, there is. I think a lot of it for me was uh, I see a man of God on Sunday, and I see a regular man the rest of the week. Because you live with them. Because I live with them, yeah. and it doesn't add up, and I'm confused. Mm. I think there's a lot a lot to be said for that. So um, Sure. But uh, my uh, my confusion, I guess, led me, uh, <laughs> one of many things, but led me down a path of uh, you know coping and dealing with things in a negative way. So Right, right. What was your, fir what was your first experience with mind-altering chemicals? Um, it was actually um, marijuana, I think, was the first before alcohol, right. actually. Um, and uh, working on a on a farm in the summertime, and was kind of introduced to that out there. So yeah, was it kind of like a rite of passage kind of thing for um, you? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then it just kind of took over my life. You know, I, I felt wow, this feels amazing, and I don't feel anything. This is so cool. And sure, and it helped me fit in, and and you know, a new group of friends, and a new group of of acceptance, and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of felt on the outside, and this kind of helped uh, connect some dots. Kind of yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like the first drink I ever had. I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof, and man, could I dance. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, that's what everybody was doing, Tony. They were all laughing when I was dancing at the high school dance. So it, with, with today's uh, controversial legislative decision surrounding around cannabis, mm -hmm. it's been said by uh, many treatment professionals um, and people in recovery that if opiates... Uh, if they're the storm, marijuana is the fog. Would you agree with that? 
Um, yeah, I would think so. I think I think there's so much debate over the marijuana and the, yeah. and the positives and the negatives and all that stuff. But I think there's more um, for people that really struggle with addiction. Yeah, I think there's a lot more negatives than are uh, than are being discussed. Sure, I think there's a lot of. Uh, you know, you can always. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. And there's definitely a group that wants to tell the positives and the medical benefits and everything to marijuana and the CBD and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And, sure. And I don't argue that whatsoever, but I don't also don't dabble in it anymore either. So I don't right. really have a, a stake in that right. argument anymore. But for me, for this addict, um, it was uh, it was definitely a, a path down. You know, gateway drug, if you want to call it that, whatever. It was definitely something yeah. that I tried. Um, uh, before trying a lot of other things, so yeah, so it it really wasn't your friend. It wasn't my friend. No, yeah. I, I thought it was. You know. So tell, tell what happened. What's your story, man? I mean, you I mean you didn't stop with pot? No, I didn't stop with pot. Um, I was uh, um, in you know in grade school and high school, middle school and whatnot. I was trying to fit in and didn't really fit in. And um, but uh, uh, I may not show it now, but I was I was I got to be an athlete um, in high school. Yeah, and uh, we were actually a state champ basketball team. Wow. In 1988, um, I also played baseball for years. That's, I think, a three-year letterman in both baseball and basketball oh. um, at Central High School in Monmouth Independence. And um, uh, so that helped with um, connecting with people as well. But but obviously, the, the drugs and the alcohol and starting to use that kind of minimized my effectiveness, you know, in sports and then academics and all that kind of stuff. But I, I was just getting by, you know, always getting by and... Um, just doing enough to get by and kind of skated through life that way for quite some time and just jumped from one addiction to another. Um, you know, mm. as I had, had kids at a young age, um, got married at a young age and, um, kind of, uh, just again, just did things just to get by and not really focusing on family, right. focusing on me. And, um, mm. that was, uh, just a def- definitely a downward spiral over kind of for quite some time. And it's, uh, I was a, um, a functioning addict for a long, for many years. And I jump as a chameleon, jump from one thing right. to another when things got too hot, right. whether it be alcohol, drugs, different types of drugs, mm-hmm. um, gambling, money, you know, sex, pornography, whatever you want to, you know, just whatever was food, you know, available. Yeah. Whatever, yeah whatever, whatever was available. Uh, if water got too hot in one area, back off, go over here. Go over there. And I, I think I was greatly addicted to chaos, you know, self-sabotage. I could never sure. be happy with what I had and um, just, um, you know, constantly living in that chaotic atmosphere. Did, did you find yourself succeeding in some, in, in some things and then self-sabotaging? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would, uh, I would. you know, I had pretty successful, I have a decent resume. You know, mm-hmm. if you take, mm-hmm. if you don't factor in any of the uh, yeah. <laughs> addictions and all that kind of stuff on paper, the the resume looks pretty good, right? Um, but uh, you can also see it start to, um, you know, some of that gold leaf kind of fall off of it because you kind of see the resume kind of change a little bit with you bet. tenure. You know, things aren't you know staying at jobs quite so long and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I had some good uh, good jobs in warehouse management, cost accounting. Um, you know, and I, I'm a cost accountant today. So uh, it's uh, it's it's an, it's an interesting dynamic to to talk to people about you know living on the streets, homeless, being a meth addict, and then uh, you know talking about uh, cost accounting. So it's 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 kind of a well, right right. We often jo- joke uh, about see my wife w- works for the county. Denver works for the county, mm-hmm. 
um, where people will be in a, like an NA meeting or an AA meeting mm-hmm. and someone will say, I can't believe it, man. So, somebody actually let me babysit their house. They gave me the keys to their house, right? From where I used to be to today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's nothing, man. I got the master key to the county courthouse. Oh, Hang wow. on my hook. <laughs> oh, <Right>? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it is amazing where we go and mm-hmm. where, we, where we've come from. Yep. So you, you were, you were uh, somewhat of an athlete at one time. Did ever, you ever an athlete? <laughs> I ran to lose weight. <laughs> that was the only reason I ever got into athletes. How about you, Marv? Were you ever an athlete? Not really. Not, Not really? much. Today, though, you are. I am. Right? Are you? No. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Tony? Were you ever into sports and doing that? I did dance. Did you? Well, like, um, at school. Yeah. And some cheerleading on the side, but right. I was never too prompt for that one, so... <laughs> So can, so can you guys identify with this whole thing about, you know, self-sabotaging? Did you self-sabotage, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Denver, what about you? Burn them down. <laughs> <laughs> Build them up, burn them down. Burn them down. I don't know how many times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you've kidding us out. How old are you now, Mike? I'm 48. Okay, 48. And so a lot of your formal years were interrupted, mm-hmm. right, by substance abuse. Definitely, definitely. I battled addiction for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So when when you when the fog started to clear, right, what, what was some of the stuff going through your head? Were you going, man, I got to I gotta get a career. I got to do, I got to do something to, to, to better myself besides just being clean and sober. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I remember um, sitting in an Oxford house trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do to keep myself mm. busy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of looked out to do some activities and right. that's how I got into the comedy. I actually took a, a standup comedy class and, um, kind of introduced me to the whole process. And it's something I always kind of wanted to do in life, but now I've got some time and, and need something to do that's positive. <clears throat> yeah. And that's how I, uh, got into, into the comedy scene. Right. Right. So you, you say that your life's not just one day at a time, but one laugh at a time. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I think it's, uh, people talk about one day at a time and, and, you know, I think it's a good mantra and, and everything not to get too far in front, you know, sure. and, and, you know, God laughs at, at your plan and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, um, but I think, uh, you know, sometimes life can get down into smaller chunks, Yeah. you know, throughout a day and okay. people, people struggle through even smaller chunks of time to get through things. Uh-huh. And I think uh, just, you know, kind of getting a good laugh is really good therapy, and for me anyway. Right. So it, it's uh, it's something I try to, to do and also try to share through the comedy and, and whatnot. So, okay, so some of our friends that we've had on this show, Bob Perkel, uh, 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 Mark Lenholm, mm-hmm. who's been on several times, he's a good friend of mine. Um, you, t- you talk to these guys and stand-up comedy is no easy task. I mean... That's no. a rough go, man. It's, it is. It's, you know, that's a rough go. I mean, so there's got to be an ample amount of discouragement. And for somebody in recovery, that can be tricky, yeah, right? Yeah, that can be. That can be. How do you deal with that? Um, well, I try to set myself up as best I can um, in positive situations. Um, I say no to opportunities um, uh, that I don't feel uh, match my... Um, 
my, my inner addict might be going, hey, dude, let's go to this show. Let's do this show. It's right? going to be great. You know? And like, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up here. Let's take a look at the environment and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying I don't do shows at bars, but I don't do shows at certain locations and, and, and right. just different right. how I get the feel for it and whatnot. And, um, and I'm not saying I'm like turning down shows left and right or anything like that, but uh, I do definitely be selective in shows that I pursue. You may not be doing the show at the local brothel. Correct. Correct. And actually, I mentioned that there is there is a show at a uh, at a at a sex club in Portland, and uh, that's just one that I won't uh, no. won't entertain. So um, but, that's a uh, show going on every day. There. Yeah, yeah. It's something else. It's something else. And it's a it's, it's a very successful show. They have a great time doing it, and I wish them well. But it's uh, more than a Carter, too, Johnny. It's, <laughs> it's uh, not something that I want to uh, expose myself to. So, but uh, anyway, um, so yeah, but I, and I. Also, you know, doing the unloaded comedy shows, I can pick, yeah. I can pick my my venues, and um, when I do have a venue that uh, does serve alcohol, I make arrangements to uh, have them turn that off. And um, it, okay. sometimes it's a financial thing, you know they they want to charge a loss of fee income, sure they or loss do. of loss of uh, income fee. Yeah, but, I, uh, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I want to I want to create an environment that's uh, safe for people to come and, and hang out and, and enjoy a night out in a sober atmosphere. So right, um, and I take steps to do that, and uh, you know, and then venues like uh, Shemekita, you know, mm-hmm. are obviously mm-hmm. not going to be serving. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, being a producer, I can I can you know kind of pick those places that are safe so do you find yourself doing more recovery venues or is it a balance of 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 both recovery and just standard i think it's a balance um i do a lot of theaters okay um like uh the clinton street theater up in portland (coughs) i also did uh the blue mouse theater up in uh tacoma Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a little uh 200 seat you know theater that uh plays classic movies and whatnot usually it's a Oddly enough, a lot of venues I play uh, host the uh, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's those kind of places, but uh, they also have a stage, huh. and uh, you know, it's just a great little, great little venue, the perfect size. You know, we've uh, we started uh, in 2017 at the Capital City Theater in Salem was my very first show, and uh, I think we had about a little over 100 people show up. We packed the place yeah. out, took the tables out, and they didn't serve and all that kind of stuff, and then. Uh, now I think the last show we had at Clinton Street Theater we had 175 people so we're, oh. uh, we're it's kind of growing every year so we're we're feeling really good about that yeah nice yeah nice I just got to say this Rocky <laughs> Janet <laughs> Doctor Scott I I had to do that not everybody's going to get that but Mike yeah does. I was like 14 when I first saw that movie. were you really <laughs> yes yeah that's way too young. Uh, <laughs> I was confused for a while. <laughs> so, so okay. So, how did you get started in this thing? I mean, how did you get your feet wet? You know, you said I want to do stand up mm-hmm. comedy. Yep. You were kind of hiding behind comedy growing up, which mm-hmm. I totally get. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing that too. Um, how did you make the shift? And was it successful right away, or did you have a lot of hard knocks? Um, I actually had a, a couple hard knocks. I uh, I started way too soon uh, in the in my comedy career to try to put together a, uh, um, a benefit show for the Oxford House up, okay. in, up in Vancouver. That's yeah, where, that's where I, I lived, and um, I just met. You know, I just got out of this comedy class and thought, oh, I can do this. You know, and stuff. And when I coached baseball, youth baseball and stuff, I did a lot of uh, 
organizing of leagues, running fall ball leagues and tournaments and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, you know, it's kind of a goes hand to hand with an event coordinating type, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. similar type of role. So I thought, okay, I can I can pull this off. I knew nothing about you know Facebook ads or marketing or anything like that. I just right. thought word of mouth would be great. And so I booked uh, the Kiggins Theater up in uh, Vancouver, which is a pretty large venue for for comedy. And um, I, uh, I booked <laughs> I booked my teacher, and uh, <laughs> and so and he had a couple of friends uh, that he knew that were clean and sober comics, yeah. and that's kind of what I wanted to get to and stuff. Yeah. And I think we may have had uh, I don't know what the place seats. I should I probably look it up. I think it holds three hundred at least. We may have had. 15 or 20 people show up oh no <laughs> yeah it was it was tough it was tough um and uh you know what i think one of the comics he made a joke about it, it's like was there a you know the airplane hangar wasn't wasn't available or something this right is the biggest place we could get and oh so, my gosh um but uh it wasn't it was not successful i had to just earn enough just enough money to pay all the comics you know not a whole lot but just paid them a little something how do you go on with the show when you go this is all who's coming. This is you just you just do it. You oh just my word. you just do it and you focus on wow. you know, if Tony was the only one there, I'd be like, Tony, I'm gonna make you laugh tonight. <laughs> you know, this is this is you and me. We're in this, so let's make let's make it work. And uh, if you ever need someone to do a laugh track for you, yep, yep. Tony is Tony's, the person. Yeah. You should have heard me in the bathroom today listening to your son. <laughs> it was hard to put my eyeliner on because I was laughing. <laughs> so but you bounced back, you went. But I okay, bounced back. I, I bounced going. back and, yeah. and so um I did a few um, of my own stuff and different shows and whatnot and trying to get out there. And then I eventually had this kind of dream that I wanted to create um, Unloaded Comedy. So this this first show, this first debacle was not anything to do with Unloaded Comedy. It was it was me just trying to, you know, try this out. And, yeah. And then uh, a couple years later, I thought, hey, I want to do this Unloaded Comedy thing and, and make it work. And so I started, you know, doing some more research and looking into venues and and uh you know trying to find out how the you know the marketing and all the stuff and i kind of leaned on uh the capital city theater um the folks there leaned on them with their you know online ticket sales and some of their marketing and their tips and stuff like that and to right. try to get the word out and um and then of course i'm i lived in salem for 25 years i thought all my friends and family were going to come and whatnot and <laughs> Maybe not so much my family, but that's a different story. But anyway, the, yeah. <laughs> the friends anyway. Um, and uh, But I was really happy to see that when I looked out in the crowd, there was not a whole lot of family and friends. It was a lot of people, you know, other people in recovery that, right. that came came out. And so I thought that was pretty cool. It would, it, it'd be one thing if it was like all your family and friends, you know, fill yeah. in the place. And sure. it's just kind of a Homer type thing as opposed to the word getting out and people knowing about it and whatnot. And I did a... Um, I did a radio uh, interview, and I did the Statesman. They did a, they did a really nice article mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, really helped get the word out. So that's kind of the the start of it. And that was back in February of seventeen. So yeah, um, here we are in our third. So year. you're you're actually picking up some good momentum in a short period of time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we only do you know. There's a lot of comedy shows out there that do weekly shows and shows that do monthly shows and stuff like that. I'm not really that. Um, don't have that kind of a schedule. I base I book more of like a larger events and maybe three or four a year uh, mm-hmm. is what we do. And this year it kind of took off on me a little bit. Um, I've already had shows in Tacoma and Portland, and I have um, shows coming up at uh, the Oregon Recovers Recovery Community Summit this weekend. Yeah, yeah this, weekend. this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And then um, at the end of the month, um, June 29th, we'll be at Chemeketa Community College 
at Building Six Auditorium yep. there. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And then, then in August, you're doing the Narcotics Anonymous Unity Day right here in Lynn County at Timberland Park. Yes. Are correct. you really? That's yeah. 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 So that's Lynn Benton Lincoln area of NA. Uh-huh. Um, is is the area that that is represented for that. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll remind the listeners of all three of these events again here in a minute. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, do you find, not to throw anybody under the bus at all? So please, listeners, don't don't misunderstand. It's just a just a question. I'm just curious. Do you find that going with the two mainstream recovery fellowships? Because there's about there's a twelve step program for just about every issue out there now, mm-hmm. right? But you're too mainstream, you're too, you're the mothership being Alcoholics Anonymous and and then Narcotics Anonymous. And um, then we have, of course, we have Celebrate Recovery and some of these others. But do you find that you're getting more of a response from one than the other as far as attendance goes? Um, I think I think my tagline probably leans a little towards the NA group, you know, we ha- using the word clean. Right. Um, and so that I, attracts them more, maybe. I, I, I think that might be, but I think um, what I hear in the crowd and afterwards and whatnot, I think um, we have, we do get a lot of AA folks. That Good. Come. And I have a mix. The comedians that I have are, right. are a mix of uh, um, you know alcoholics. Uh, oh, okay. And then also um, addicts, and and, right. they, and they speak to that to that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that people talk about uh, you know. Their sobriety, or they talk about their clean time, and, sure. and so it's there's a, there's you know we all know there's a little bit of difference there, but it's um, but during a comedy show, all that stuff's kind of left at the door, exactly, right? We can't exactly. laugh at each other's no we, <laughs> slogans, and we and we make we actually poke fun a little about about that. Some of the comics, you know, talk right, about that. Uh, right. Jeremiah Coughlin has a really good line about uh, we're all in this together. We just want to get together and be able to pronounce the word anonymity, right? You know? right. So, <laughs> um, so just things like that, uh, you know, and jest, and um, you know, we've had some people say, "Oh, I don't want to go to a recovery show. It's going to be, you know, jokes about twelve steps the whole time." But boy, that's not really the case, right? I, when I when I talk to my comics and when I when I kind of interview them a little bit, if you will, and screen them. Um, you know, I, I ask them about their recovery and, and how active they are in their recovery, and that's kind of important to me. I want to make sure they're clean and sober, not just green and sober. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. there's a lot of that. And there's <laughs> yeah. and there's and there's a lot of people that take pride in that. And that's sure. fine. That's fine. But that's yeah. that's not that's not what you guys that's are not about. what we're about. Yeah. And, and and that's not not a ding on them. I'm happy that they're happy. It's it becomes that uh that whole debate about uh um your life becoming unmanageable, right? Know? And if people deem that their life is manageable with with partaking in something, then that's that's on them, and that's that's their life. They're going to have choice. to figure it out. Right? They'll have to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. If it works for them, that's great. But yeah. that never did work for me. So yeah, um, and that's that's the message we want to portray is that it's you know we're clean and sober, and um, these comics are clean and sober and active in recovery, not just. You know, I've never drank and never, you know, did drugs, right. so I can tell right. jokes. Um, so I try to have that, you know, difference. Or we've had a couple, um, we've had a host uh, a couple times that actually works for um, Serenity Lane. And, uh, oh, and okay. So, and they, right. they sponsored our show a couple times. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, we were pretty excited about that. And so she came out and, and she just had some really good takes and, and whatnot. And it, it was, people were able to connect, you know. So let's talk. Let's talk about this this network you, you've kind of built. Mm-hmm. Some would call it, I guess, old school would call it 
literally a company. Mm-hmm. Your 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 comedy <coughs> company, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you just started out just you. True. Um. <laughs> Well, I I was the one that woke up one morning and said I want to start right. a load of comedy. Yes, and so was there something that clicked that says I want to actually start a team? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, there was a um, a group of clean and sober comics that got together and did a show um, called uh, oh I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, Keep it simple, stupid. I believe, oh, okay. I believe it was the, the tagline, and Jeremiah Coughlin uh, ran that, and um, he got together a, a bunch of comics. And the ones I believe I use today, all of them, still to this day. I think one one did move out of the country, but other than that, we've used um, all those comics uh, repeatedly, and they become part of the group. Mm-hmm. We've, we've built the group to about a dozen people now, and um, I, I was wow. kind of going through the names, and two thirds are women, um, and so we've got nice eight women and four guys and uh, four or five guys, and um, uh, it's just a really good mix. And yeah. then, and then we just kind of rotate, you know. I try to have uh, f- like four comics per show, type thing with the with the host, and um, just kind of rotate based upon. I want a larger pool because these are good comics. Yeah. These are good mainstream comics. These are good recovery comics, and they get booked. And you need to you need to uh, you know be out in front far enough. And if you can't be out front far enough to to be able to book them, you need a larger pool. To be able to to you have bet. to have good you talent bet. and fill a show, and so um, I wanted to be sure to to do that. And then part of the goal too for Unloaded Comedy is to travel the, the you know travel the globe, but to travel <laughs> <laughs> travel the country, you know. And right. uh, um, oddly enough, the very first show I tried to book was in Florida. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, yeah. So going from this uh, debacle <laughs> in uh, at, in Vancouver yeah. before unloaded comedy, and, and then, then going the, to Florida. The, yeah, the first one. Let's just go to Florida and do You're this. You're a brave right? soul. Yeah, yeah. You are a brave so, soul. So um, I'm really glad that didn't happen. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of the, <laughs> oh, the wow. God laughs at your plans type thing. Yeah. He's, I'm yeah. going to put you here in Salem, and you're going to do something. You know. <laughs> Nice and safe right here, and and it worked out really well, and it's been something we've really grown off. That, so. that is funny because um, when we when we first started um, going on as a production sixteen years ago, fifteen years uh, in broadcasting here, um, we we had a lot of people jump on the bandwagon and mm-hmm. promise us the world. Yeah, yeah. Because we were really um, there was one other guy. He was kind of a used car salesman kind of guy. I don't know whatever happened to him, but it was just me and, and this guy from back in the Midwest somewhere, and nobody was doing recovery radio or podcasts. And it was kind of a bold step because of the anonymity thing and the misunderstanding of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's our public relations policy, yeah. it's not our personal stories, you know, that, that are based on attraction rather than promotion. And so we, we struggled. And but we had a lot of people. We had people. If we had the Florida Keys, the Twelve Step Music Fest that went on uh, 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 for years, we went out to that thing. And, mm-hmm. and I remember, brother, the first time we flew out there, I had like 150 pounds of recording equipment and booms and things like because I didn't know how to travel. Was I didn't know anything about portable equipment or <laughs> hey that's it was crazy yeah right and so florida didn't work out well for us either. <laughs> um but then we started uh as the years went on we started to well we still we've gone to arizona denver and i've gone to arizona several years in a row um but then we started focusing a little bit more at home mm-hmm. you know because you're never a profit in your own home kind of thing and so 
Why not be at home and, and try? Have you had more success locally or in the Pacific Northwest? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just, it's growing. And it's I think it's starting to become um, attractive, if you will. I think, yeah. I think we're getting to the point where people are starting to inquire, which I think is a really good, really good place to be. Um, you know, hey, can you come here and do this? Can you come here and do that? Those kind of things. So I think that's really good. Uh, you know, from where we started, right. you know, can we come to you and do this? You know, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun, really. We promise. <laughs> but uh, but now, you know, the, with the website and and you know, having the shows and and whatnot, it's uh, it's uh, um, we're really blessed to be where we are right now. So yeah, it's a good deal. It, it, it I've, I've noticed um, things are getting better as far as extracurricular activities within twelve step fellowships because for a while there, it was like you'd have to go to the East Coast. For anybody to do anything other than meetings and service conventions, mm-hmm. and the more that you came out here, people just eh, they were just like eh, yeah. There's eh. only so much bingo you can play, right? Only, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. They really didn't want to do it, so I'm really glad to hear that that mm-hmm. that it's starting to hop a, a little bit more. You guys, any questions for Mike? Denver? No, none right off the get go. Good job. Man. I know. You've yeah. you. come a long ways from uh, the Oxford House. Are you planning on going back there and doing a show for them? Um, well, w- when we were in Tacoma, I was able to uh, offer up uh, you know, a large amount of free tickets for, the, for oh, folks awesome. in Oxford. So mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do stay in touch with some folks from the Oxford community. And um, doing a fundraiser for them would, would definitely be right up our alley. Yeah. Wow. So I th- now that I know how to do something like that, yeah, <laughs> the, fir- the first one wasn't so good, but uh, but yeah, right. but we we can definitely round circle back around and do something positive for them. Because I know they they do the uh, a lot of times they have the Oxfest thing in conjunction with hands across the bridge over in Vancouver, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, all those guys is as a really heavy duty recovery community in the Vancouver area. Yeah, uh, yep. that does this. So any questions, uh, Marv? No. Any uh, anything, Tony? Just out of plain curiosity, and just because I'm from Tacoma, born and raised, how was the out, out, what's the word? Outcome? Turnout. Turnout. Thank you. <laughs> the turnout was great. Was, was great. it really? Yeah, we, the main concern I had about uh, uh, Tacoma was. Because that's a tough town. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of firsts for, for uh-huh. me as a producer, you know, right. to go so far from home. Um, the time slot that was available from the theater, they wanted to play their, their movie at 8 o'clock. So we had to do a 10 o'clock show. Ooh. So that's the first time I've ever done the show quite so late. Oh, and okay. so I was really concerned, you know, yeah. about doing about that. the audience? About the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, my point. If they would show up even, you know, because, you know, people coming out that late. And uh, luckily it was, a, it was a Saturday night. And um, and the surrounding areas aren't that great either. <laughs> but it was the, the, the theater was actually in a really nice little neighborhood. Oh, was it? I was it? surprised. Yeah, it was, oh, okay, it was a nice little neighborhood, a little neighborhood theater. And uh, Starbucks down the corner and all that kind of stuff. And, okay. Um, but it's uh, it was a really good turnout. We had uh, good. Uh, and we had our largest tickets sales at the door, which was nice. And we had I think we had just over 120 people show up. So, well, good for you, Tacoma. Yeah. I'm proud of yeah. my hometown. Yeah, it was, it was fun. That's we had nice. a lot of local local comedians. I used some new comics that that show. We had Claire Weber come down from Seattle, uh-huh. and Riley Howard out of Snohomish, and then uh, of course we used. Sam Miller and uh, Ryan Bunnell out of Olympia, and, and then Riley and Sam are going to be doing um, your uh, 
your show at Chemeketa yes, yes. College on the 29th of June. <clears throat> on the 29th of June. Right. Along with Jeremiah, Conflin, okay. yes. and, and you. And me, yep. Right. Yep. And, Did uh, I say Chemeketa Community College in Salem? Yes. I keep thinking Chemeketa is a town. <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's its own little town. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a very small town. <laughs> there's a mayor and everything. So. So, so Oregon recovers, and we've had Mike, the founder of that, uh, on the show here. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we're also a sponsor of Oregon Recovers. Uh, Oregon Recovers is having a recovery community summit, and that is this Saturday. Yes, right. It's Friday, um, Friday through Sunday. The the whole summit is the whole summit is. But you guys are doing the show on Saturday. Saturday around noon, I believe. Around noon at Hotel Eugene. It's Hotel Eugene, but I think it's also called the Graduate. Or maybe it was the graduate, and now it's Hotel Eugene, or vice versa. I'm not sure, but it's that hotel. <laughs> well, if you want more information, <laughs> if you want more information, uh, you can go to www.oregonrecovers.org. Um, mm. And if you want to scroll down to the bottom of the page, our logo is down there too. Nice. Which will just take us take you back to here. So <laughs> it's a nice little connection. Yeah. And then on June 29th. Uh, Unloaded Comedy, Laugh Yourself Clean, Saturday, June 29th at 8 p.m. You're at Chemeketa Community College, Building 6 uh, Auditorium in Salem. And they can go to your website, yes. which is unloadedcomedy.com, which is very well done, by the way, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. And then on Saturday, August 3rd, uh, the Narcotics Anonymous Unity Day for the Lynn Benton Lincoln area of NA at Timberland Park. I'm going to that in one. In Albany, nice. Oregon. I got to see nice. that. Sam and I are going to be down there for that one. Very cool. Yeah. Very, 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 we're very good. We're going to perform around 4 o'clock. So why Unloaded Comedy? What's behind the name? Well, um, Unloaded as opposed to being loaded. Ah, um, it's okay. It's kind of, the, kind of the, the take there. Yeah. The the logo, um, kind of, I wanted the... Uh, the have a large for those who can't see the podcast, but there's a large uh, truck that's semi truck that's the the logo, and we often put, that's your truck. That's well, it's not my truck, oh. but it's our it's our logo. <laughs> oh, okay, and we uh, we often put the uh, sponsor for the show in the grill of the truck. If you see the uh, right, you got air. You got the. We'll talk about your clothing. Yeah, thing yeah. In a minute, but too. We, we also have uh, Bridgeway is sponsoring our show in Shemekita. And, oh, Bridgeway uh, from Salem, Bridgeway yeah. Recovery Services. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of a, an alumni from Bridgeway. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, in, in that I went there a couple of times for detox, yes. Okay. And kind of went through their program Yeah, we a got a bit. buddy, Dave T. Dave T works there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they're, uh, they're offering mental health, uh, you know, dependency, chemical dependency, and, uh, you know, treatment plans for gambling and all that kind of stuff. So they're, uh, they're really, really helping Good people. Good deal. Yeah, help, really helping people up there. And they were happy to... to uh, sponsor our show, and they're having an anniversary uh, the very next day on the thirtieth at the uh, Oregon Gardens in Silverton, and so they're kind nice. of, kind of uh, I think this opportunity to sponsor our show, they're kind of making a weekend out of it. So nice. that's kind of, that's pretty cool that they're able to do that for us. So it, it really helps, uh, as you know, being uh, someone that's putting on a podcast and all that. Right. It, it really helps to offset expenses. So it's uh, it's really yeah, nice it to get a, to get a sponsor. Yeah, so, it does. Uh, takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, really good stuff. A lot of stuff going on in Salem. Um, we got, uh, I haven't told you guys this yet, though, but we're, we're back up on uh, Hands Across the Bridge in Salem um, in September for National Recovery Month. And my car will be fixed by then. Okay, good. Yes. And then we got Recovery in the Park coming up, too. 
on the 25th, Tuesday, I think it's the 25th month? of June. Yeah. Yeah, here. And so I'm going to need coverage for the booth. Yep. Hint, hint. Is, yeah. I'm at both. That's Tuesday from 5 to 9. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're able to, Denver. You probably have to work, though, right? I'm scheduled to work, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, okay. Comedy, recovery, you got to laugh, right? Because mm-hmm. some of the stuff we've gone through has been pretty horrific. Marv, you yeah. weren't always laughing at the stuff you went through, right? I was what? You weren't always <laughs> laughing about the stuff you went through. I still don't laugh. No. <laughs> but you find it kind of chuckly, don't you? I mean, when you look back at where you were and where you are today, um, there's got to be some humor in that meeting down there. Doesn't there? Hopefully. Once no? in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, I know there is. I know there is. You guys get a bunch of scallywags down there laughing behind your mustaches. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Grinning under these lips. Grinning under them lips. Yeah. Yeah, so Marv, Marv is, uh, he probably doesn't want to admit it, but he is one of our valued uh, elder statesmen, and uh, we appreciate him being on the show so much because he... Uh, he offers a maturity that sometimes we lack around the rooms. Um, and, and Tony's our giggle box. And she definitely uh, adds humor to the show. Uh, Denver's our Grinch. we got to have that. <laughs> we balance each other out very well. I thought you had Tony's laugh on like a button that you just kept hitting. It's, right? It's, it's right? It's real. I know. I know. <laughs> Unloadedcomedy.com is the website. Please visit it. You can follow the links at uh, Take 12 Radio. Uh, dot com as well. Any closing thoughts, Mike? Anything you want to add? Oh, Denver, go ahead first. Something about clothing you had mentioned. Oh, clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to forget this. So, um, Air Clothing Line, A-I-R, Addicts in Recovery, right? Yep, that's correct. Tell us about your clothing line. Um, Addicts Recovery, Air, was uh, makers of airwear recovery gear. And um, I just woke up one morning, literally, with this idea in my mind of air. Yeah. And um, I just kind of kicked it around, kicked it around, kicked it around. And uh, I worked at a place that had some graphic designers. And I got a hold of one and said, hey, I have this idea. And um, talk about anonymity. <laughs> kind right. of blow right. my anonymity in this new job and stuff. But uh, right. Right. Um, I said, here's the deal. And, you know, would you help me out? And, and uh, we kind of sketched out a few designs and came up with the logo and, um, it's been uh, a very therapeutic thing for me to do is just nice. uh, create these shirts. You can find them at addictsandrecovery.net. And um, it's just, uh, it, it, it makes zero money. But it's something I enjoy. Um, and it's been a really good tie into uh, the Unloaded Comedy. Um, Air started first. Yeah. And then um, now I've focused a lot of my time and energy on the Unloaded Comedy. But uh, it's uh, it's definitely been something I enjoy doing. It's a lot of tongue in cheek uh, t shirts, not a whole lot of you know graphic design going to blow you away or anything, but just uh, message and and sure. uh, whatnot. Um, and we've had a lot of uh, a lot of people you know buy them mm-hmm. around the country, around mm-hmm. the world. We send some to England and Australia, and wow, um, wow. you know, send them batches of them to a friend in San Antonio and. Um, it's just been a really good, really, really fun thing to do. And I've designed a lot of, uh, shirts for people's, uh, logos and their events and whatnot. And it's, uh, 
something I've never really done before, before mm-hmm. recovery, mm-hmm. but uh, trying to find something positive to do. That's excellent. Yeah, so That's it's excellent. been a lot of fun. That's very inspiring. Cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, so you can order uh, your order your recovery <laughs> wear there at addictsinrecovery.net. You can uh, click on the link at take12radio.com uh, on that one as well. Mike, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come here and uh, share my story and uh, share a little bit about Unloaded Comedy and uh, Airware and um, really, really enjoy what you're doing with your uh, recovery talk. Oh, thanks, brother. And your positive music and, uh, and your positive message. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to know you guys via the podcast. Right. I've listened to several of them, and oh, nice. uh, it's it's uh, it's enjoyable. We I, have I like a listener. You hey! have a listener. Yeah. Our first groupie. <laughs> the one guy. <laughs> the so. one guy in the Pacific Northwest who pays attention. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, definitely share you guys on uh, the social media channels, and um, yeah, I think this Excellent. is this is great. I'm really happy to finally meet you in person. Yeah, and, you too, man. So. Oh, talk- you guys haven't talked- met before. No, we've talked before, but we oh. have not really met. Before. Yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Again, uh, Recovery Community Summit, Saturday, June 8th is when the show is going to be uh, put on by Oregon Recovers uh, and Unloaded Comedy will be there. Uh, visit that website, OregonRecovers.org, for more information. Um, Unloaded co- uh, Comedy, Laugh Yourself Clean, Saturday, June 29th at Chemeketa College. Go to unloadedcomedy.com for that information. And then right here in our own backyard on August 3rd, the Narcotics Anonymous Unity Day at Timberland Park. And you can also go to unloadedcomedy.com. If somebody wanted to book a show, Mike, they just go to your website and contact you? Yeah, 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 that'd be great. That'd be great. They can contact me uh, through the website. Um, there's, I think there's a, we have a little contact button. Right. Or they can email me directly at unloadedcomedy at gmail.com. All right. So, do you have a Facebook good. page? I do have a Facebook page at, at uh, Unloaded Comedy. And I also have a Instagram and uh, at, loaded, at Unloaded Comedy. Yeah, because don't you know Facebook is for old people now? That's no, what I'm it's told. Not. I Facebook quite well. It's true. It's true. I know. It is. A lot of the yeah. marketing is telling me that. So I know. It's, it's interesting. But Instagram is harder to put. Like, <laughs> I you know. Can, you can't put a link on there. I don't there. understand Instagram. You have to say, click on our bio. <clears throat> and and yeah. here's what I'm finding about that. People don't like to take too many steps. Nope. So if you can put one link on, they're happy with that. If it doesn't come up within three seconds, they're on to something else, right? Yep. Squirrel. It's, it, it's Squirrel. crazy. All right. Uh, one more thing that I that I have to say, and I know he doesn't want me to, uh-huh. but today, <laughs> oh, what? today our brother Marv is celebrating 33 years what? of sobriety. Yeah. You wow. aren't yes. even going to let him say that. <laughs> High five. There you go. Or high hook? Would that be it? He's going, oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah. It's all because of God now. I know. Amen. All right. Yeah, but we, we could have seen your lips. We swore we saw your lips moving and your feet walking. Though. So that means you've been obedient, brother, and we appreciate you so much. Mm. We really We really love do. you. Yep. And uh, listen, our closing song kind of speaks to that because you've been a member of your home group for a very long time. Um, this is a song by Michael Purrington, who is a comedic musician, um, and it's entitled This Is The Place. Here is Mr. Purrington. If you're trying to find a way out of the hole, this is 
with his song, This Is The Place. Hey, listen, you can download our app and take us on the go by simply visiting us at Take12Radio.com and clicking on Follow Me on Podomatic. You can download the app for iOS or Android. Remember, we are on all social media platforms, including iTunes. A very special thank you to Mr. Mike Lindsay in the studio live with us today, the founder of UnloadedComedy.com. Visit him at that website for the best in comedic stuff. Listen, man, you've got to spend some time laughing. Life's way too short not to. So visit his website, unloadedcomedy.com. And until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>